secret tickle time? You are listening to Aftershock with Steve Grillo, the only podcast that induces chronic mental diarrhea. What's up, everybody? There's that weird thing. I don't care. Keep let it go. The mistakes are good on this show. This show is a mistake. Why are you listening? <laughs> the fuck? What kind of intro is that to and, the show? It's, it's, it's a new intro. It's a new year. It's a whole new Steve Grillo. You're listening to Steve Grillo. Uh, this is the Aftershock XL program. I'm very excited because I got some people in the studio. I think it's going to be a very interesting show. My co-host for the this afternoon, not that it, it makes a difference because you can listen to this anytime, but it's a, a very... Good friend of mine, we go way, way back, and we started doing podcasts together when no one was doing podcasts. Uh, we got Mr. Joe Espermonti in the studio. Hello, Steve. Nice uh, to be on your show. It's nice to, to have you back on, on the show with me because we, we did a podcast uh, on a thing called Hard Rock, Hard Rock Radio Live about, what, 10 years ago? It was uh, 2006. Okay, so yeah, it was a little over 10 years ago, and... It was it was at the infancy of podcasting, and we didn't know what we were doing. It was just two drunk idiots sitting in his apartment talking on a microphone. Uh, pretty much the same thing is going on right now. Yeah, so in, in about yeah, 12, exactly. 13 years, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed, but your hair got longer, and mine dissipated. Yeah, your hairline made a beeline for your behind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, so uh, me and Joe, going back a little further than that, we met on the set of Private Parts. We were both production assistants for that wonderful summer. We shot that amazing movie, and it was quite the adventure. Oh, back in 1996. That's when I no, first met you. No, I think it's earlier than that. No, it was 96. Are you sure? Because yep. I thought the movie came out in 95. came out in 97. It came out in 97, mm-hmm. really? It came out in 97. Okay. We filmed it in the summer of 96. And uh, me and Joe became fast friends because, you know, I, I it was my first movie, and A, I was a must-hire. And nobody is, liked you. Nobody liked me because most of these PAs that work on sets, before they get on set, they have to do like a year to six months in an office making copies and working in you know the production office before they're allowed to get on set. Yeah, you just don't walk into onto a set and then start being a production assistant on the set. you got to start somewhere in an office, and then you progress over onto the set. And of course, because you knew Howard... Yeah. They, of course, were like, all right, well, let's just give him a set position. And all the other p- production assistants were like, who the fuck is this guy? And why does he get a set position? Yeah. So what they did was they took you because they didn't like you. And they yeah. were like, put him in the fucking darkest corner of the stage and give him a little box with the bell and the light system. And when we film, he goes, ring, 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 and then clicks on a light, the red light outside the stage, just so people know not to walk in and make noise and all that stuff. And they just basically sat you there for like, 10 um, hours. No, it was yeah, 10, 10 hours. 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day sometimes, and, and just let you ring a bell and turn on the light. And and that's all you fucking had to do. Now, you've got to understand something, too, because I I was working on the radio show in the morning, so I, I'd have to get to work at 5 o'clock. I'd do the radio show from 5 until 10 or 10.30, and then I'd come over uh, to the set with Howard and then do another 10 hours. So on top of the fact that I got stuck with a shitty job, I was fucking exhausted. So, yeah, big fucking deal. Uh, I was. I didn't care. Yeah, I'm I didn't tired. Care, but so it, it was. It At was least you got to sit down. Well, it's true. So you get to fucking go sit I, in a corner, I, dark corner, I, fall uh, asleep, which you usually did all I, the time. I, well, on the of course set. I did. I I watched that movie and I go, that oh, I used to sleep underneath that desk. Of course, I used to sleep on that couch. Sometimes <laughs> you would sleep actually during the making of the of the film. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I missed the while. Bells. Yeah, I, I was pretty exhausted. I did a lot, but uh, so I. I sat there for two weeks, you know, in this, like, torture t- chamber, and I was going to quit. And uh, a really good friend of mine came <laughs> to me, and she said, so 
what's it like being on a movie set? What do you do? And so I started rattling off all this crap that I'm like, well, then, then they got to change the walls and then the electric's got to come in and do this and then camera department's got to do that. And yeah, then, you were learning. And then I went, oh shit, you're learning, stupid. You actually le- you're sitting in the fucking corner ringing a stupid bell thinking your job is, you know, bullshit, yeah. but you're actually learning. So I, I stuck it out and then uh, Joe was the only one that really wasn't a dick to me. You know, everybody wound up becoming a, a nice tight unit towards the end of the film and we all became we're still friends I'm still friends with some of the people other than Joe you said tight unit tight you said tight unit <laughs> hey you can introduce our guest no, no, over he's been sitting we're, here we're gonna ease into it I'm doing the Joe Aspermonte introduction oh Jesus Christ we'll alright we'll get to the Adam lip introduction Adam we're gonna get to you in a minute we're, we're, yeah no alright say hello out there listen I'm, hey say. I'm enjoying uh Listening to this conversation, and I'm Adam Lippin from Cuddleist. So we're going so to get the, to this. It's very interesting. All right, I'm going to let you run your show. Go ahead. So thank you very much. <laughs> just sit there and just take, follow my direction. All right, you were very good. That's what I'll thank do. Thank you. So anyway, uh, there, there's a thing when you have the headphones. If anybody's seen any movies, you're walking down the street in New York, and you see the, the people that tell you don't walk, and they have headphones on. There's, there's, a, there's a language you have to learn when you're on those headsets about cues and what to do and what not to do. And it's very, like, strict. You can't fuck around on the headphones. It's a structured, you know, uh, almost marine-like kind of thing, you know. And you you don't fuck around and everything's, you know, organized and and it's very important. Communication is very key. Yeah. And so it would be like if you're just about to go, okay, uh, ready, background, action, okay, roll sound. And all of a sudden on the headsets it would... (laughs) And it was like, cut! Who's doing that? Stop. The, the walkies are not a toy. This is not a joke. But I mean, if you looked around, like everybody on the headsets was giggling their asses off. And it was a mystery who was doing it for like two or three weeks. And it would be like, okay, rolling. <laughs> Always at the most inappropriate yeah. times, the most yeah. fucked up so, times. So one day, one day I was like hiding out someplace and uh, Joe was, I see Joe, he didn't think anybody was around. And I see Joe take his headphones off and just fart into the microphone <laughs> and I'm like it's you it's you and he goes oh, don't tell anybody I went no fucking way I'm like your biggest fan <laughs> you busted me <laughs> so after that me and Joe were fucking uh, you know we were close after that we're still fucking still my best friend and uh yeah, that that podcast we used to do is is fucking sick and I would literally I, one day I'd like to like play clips of it because we you recently found it and yeah I Located a whole bunch of files and, and all that stuff I, I, from we way were, back we when. We were listening to it on Christmas Eve, and I can't believe we said some of the shit we said. Like, not that we didn't get well, away. You know with what? It. <laughs> and listening to it now, like the stuff that we said back then, it just just no fucking way that we yeah. could ever say that now because somebody's feelings would get hurt and somebody would yeah. be offended um, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you can't. So. There's a lot of things you can't say, and it's so weird because if you think about how quickly the political correctness in this country got, like, oh, it, it really changed just, in, in literally less than a decade. Yeah. So and, and okay, so now I'd like to introduce this this gentleman sitting next to me. It's about fucking time you got to him. Well, listen, poor guy's been sitting here waiting for you. He understands. He's a guest. We do a little introduction. We got how we know each other out of the way. Now we're gonna introduce this this very interesting person, Mr. Adam Lippin. And you're from where? I uh, live in Montclair, New Jersey, but I lived in New York City. For well, I was more talking about with your company. Oh, yeah. my company. <laughs> my company called Cuddlist, and we're in New York City. Okay, so now I I heard about this. And I just really, I just have a lot of questions. I think that I'm sure it provides a service for certain people, but not for someone like me. 
But so now explain to everybody what your, your company is all about. Sure. So Cuddlist, go to Cuddlist.com, and we are a company that trains and certifies people to be professional cuddlers. And you can go to our website, and we have about 150 cuddlers all over the country. And you can check out their profiles, their photos, and request a session. And give yourself like an absolutely beautiful hour or so of healing, nurturing touch. Okay. So now I, that I think is, is an awesome way. Because, and some people, you know, that, that aren't sick pervert like me um, might need something like that. But like I can't imagine what the struggle is when you have like A, I'd like to know how a cuddler gets certified. That's interesting. Is there is that like a is that an official government thing or is it something you do? We have a certification program. It's not a government thing. And essentially, I have a business partner. Her name is Madeline Guanazzo, and she has a background in working with med students and hospital staff and doctors on how to deal with critical communication issues with their clients. So, how do you tell someone uh, that their daughter has cancer? How do you tell someone who has cancer? And how do you do this over and over and over again and not take that home with you? And be fully present for every single person and give them your entire attention. Be radically uh, present for them. So the training has a lot to do with being radically present for someone and knowing how to be really available and have strong boundaries at the same time. So it's a lot about empowering people to make uh, correct, uh, to, to be themselves and to be honest and to be vulnerable and available and yet have strong boundaries at the same time. Okay, so now when she say if I wanted to apply to be a cuddler, I'd have to go through a course with her? Yeah, so she's she came up with the training program. We have a bunch of people that work on the course right now. Okay, now um, now it, the people that are asking to be cuddled, how do you screen them? Because I, how do you know that they're? Is it done on your facility, or can I just call up a cuddler to come on over? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, you go to the website, you find someone that you want to have a session with, and you request a session, and you fill out a bunch of answers, and you agree to the code of conduct, which really clearly lays out what this is and what it isn't. And then the uh, cuddlers will get back to you, and you guys arrange a session. And it's up to each individual cuddler to decide um, you know, if this is an appropriate person for them or not. But at the end of the day, uh, we all want to be sort of felt loved and sort of have them have some time where there's some connection, human connection. And the quickest way to make a human connection, like I'm talking to you two now and it's mm -hmm. great, but I swear if we hugged each other closely for 20 seconds, we'd be in a slightly different space right now. And it's <laughs> yeah. not a sexual yeah. thing. We'd both be like, this is the most uncomfortable well, 20 seconds well, of my why life. why don't you just go ahead and do that right now? No, why don't yeah, you yeah. guys, no, literally, no, why don't you yeah, give yeah, a demonstration been waiting for this. and Steve, and you guys hug for 20 seconds. Well, I, that's dead air, Joe. That doesn't work on the be dead. I'll talk about some stuff. I'll no, describe yeah, what's yeah, going on. What are you going to talk about? Your extra gluten shirt you're wearing? You like that shirt? Don't try to change the fucking subject here. So the thing is, this is interesting. I think interesting. that's what it so, should... Yeah. First of Why all, not? I, so I want to comment on this conversation because because Steve has absolutely the absolute right to decide what he's comfortable with and what he's not comfortable True. with. True. And part of a cuddle session is that it's client-led. Mm -hmm. So there are sessions where there's someone who, like Steve, maybe touch verse or may have some sort of anxiety relating to it. I'm just no, making no, this well, up. If you, like, don't, don't get me wrong. If you brought uh, a girl up here, I'd feel more comfortable uh, cuddling with a girl. Okay, well, I guess well, that's your it preference. Just, it has nothing to do with me being a homophobic person. I like, you know, I give a bro hug every once in a while, but if it goes past five seconds, as we all know, it's just kind of like, uh, what's well, going on? Right, here? well, that's what he's talking about, 20 seconds. So for you, 20 seconds of being cuddled is uncomfortable to you. Well, from a man. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. I mean, you know. Uh, it's, just, it's just me. You're like, being like, honest. I, you know, I don't like, you know, 
I, I just not something that I, I, I choose to go down with. Be cuddled from a man. It's just not, you know, okay. a woman. Yeah, but, but, th- but here's, here's what, this also leads into my problem. Like, how can I cuddle with a woman and not be aroused? So you're a human being, yeah. right? So I love donuts, and I like eating a lot of donuts. But mm. I pass by donut shops. I don't necessarily stop in every donut shop to have a donut, right? You also have agency over yourself and your mind and your body. Right. And no. you also can be you might not necessarily be in control of a physical reaction, but you're control of what you do with that physical reaction. So the magic happens. Right. We all know how to like, you know. You know, have sex or, you know, like act on those sort of instincts. Right. But what if you don't? And what if instead of seeing this person as a sexual object, you see them as a human being that's there to comfort you and give you comfort. And so you might start when you first start. Remember, the sessions are an hour or longer. You may have some sexual feelings, right? You can notice those sexual feelings, like I'm having sexual feelings. What is it like to have this? What is it like to look at this person and not act on these sexual feelings and be in consent and honor yeah. this person? That's, that's why I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just really because I would want to grab a boob. Right. So, but the thing is, that's honestly, not what it's about. And I understand. And that's why not, I couldn't do but it. The I'm cool thing saying, is by I, not, I, but by not grabbing that boob and just being in the moment you're going to go to a totally different space. It's going to take you to a space of real compassion and warmth and love and joy as opposed to, you know, I need to get off kind of a space. It's just, it happens and it's, and, you know, it just happens that way. Mm-hmm. And and you're the CEO. So no, what's, what's, uh, the, the the horror stories. I can't imagine that as much as you might have to go through that process. And I hope there's no horror stories, but there's got to be some interesting horror stories. So we've had over 50, at Cuddlist, we've had over 15,000 client sessions. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot. Tons of yeah. hours, tons of hours with a lot of people involved with it. There, I have not gotten one complaint from a Cuddlist or a practitioner or a client about boundaries being crossed. If that's going to happen, remember, someone's paying 80 bucks an hour to have this done. Yeah. They're going to agree to a code of conduct. They're going to have an intake session. They're, if they want to get something else done, no, no, they no, can I, go I get that done. I wasn't even just thinking that, but I'm just also thinking, like, you know, what if someone stinks? What if they yeah. fucking have a gas problem? What yeah. if they, they there, there's something about them? <laughs> they might have the, the sole intention yeah. of, of everything of that code of conduct, but then that person is, like, something different when you get there and now you're getting paid to hug someone that smells like cottage cheese yeah you know so like or something i'm you sure know. you've got somebody's got to come across in the code of conduct situation. it says you know you have to be freshly cleaned and freshly dressed and you know what when you can be honest with someone else let's say you come to my house and we're having a session and your breath stinks i yeah. can say hey steve do me a favor there's some mouthwash well, and- those, those are horror stories that i'm kind of talking about you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that one. There's, is there that one person who's sweet that's on the client list where all your cuddlers are like, "I don't want Mrs. Johnson. You could have her," you know, or something like that. There's got to be some type of interesting characters that that frequent this whole thing that everybody knows. Oh no, it, it, you know, it, it's it's Mr. Carmichael. You so know? again, I'm so I, I wish I could give you like the horror stories you're looking for. The the reality is we have 150 cuddlers on the platform. There are many different clients and many different types of practitioners. So co- some may come from it from more of like a spiritual space. Some may be more, uh, you know, energy worker type people. Some may be more playful and, and fun. 
So people seem to find, like, you guys are buddies. You sort of look alike. You sort of have similar interests. Don't, find don't even so. fucking yeah. say it. I look like this guy. <laughs> well, you got to be kidding me. Except yeah, the hair thing. Yeah, what are you talking you know, about? You know what I'm saying? You got, like, an just energy. Like, your energies are similar. And yeah, so you okay. find mm-hmm. people whose energies <laughs> you want to be around. And it's the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Well, fair enough. It sounds like everything's going along just the way it's supposed to be going along. I know you... You know, maybe we're I'll try to think of a story on, for you, but, but I right, don't you were looking, right you were looking for something. You know, maybe there's some crazy shit that's going on there, but it seems like everything's going the way it's supposed to go. People are getting cuddled, cuddlers are going out, and everybody's getting out of it what they what they want out of it. Yeah, well, well that's what I great. hope. I, that's great. Listen, I, I listen when I, I didn't come on here to, to goof on you. I was just really curious about you know what what this is all about because it's yeah. something different, something no one's ever heard of, and it's something. Intimate that just sad, that, like kind of didn't make sense to me at first, but it, it makes more sense now that you're here. You know. You know, it's like think about before massage therapy was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have this fucking person lie on a table naked, and I'm gonna touch them all over their body. Mm-hmm. Forget yeah. about it. I'm sure you've had massages, and may might feel great, uh-huh. and maybe your your thing moves a little <laughs> tiny bit, but and, it doesn't and, mean you're gonna act on it. it means you're se- gonna enjoy it. And sexy showers. Oh, God. <laughs> That's another service. But you listen, like sexy showers? I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, you could you could figure also. It's not just uh, you know human beings that, that are into the, into cuddling and all all that kind of stuff. Look at your cats. Yeah. Your cats. Every species does this. Yeah, they all cuddle together. Yep. Why do they do that? I guess it's because they make it makes them feel safe, makes them feel loved, it makes them feel happy to yeah. be you know the warmth between the two people and all that kind of stuff. Every species does it. Yeah, apes, cats. Cockroaches. Oh well. And it makes grillos. you healthier <laughs> and happier. So, for uh, example, you. I'm sorry. We all know the stories about like you know babies in orphanages, right? Or like mm-hmm. not being held as a child, and yeah. you don't develop as well. Yeah. So as you get older, you still have the need for a healthy touch, but your access to it changes. Does Does getting your ass beat count as holding? <laughs> Well, so let's. That, so, <laughs> I'll give you the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in general, no. Getting because your ass that, that's beat not, is My mother never really held me unless she was beating my ass. She was <laughs> holding me from running away. <laughs> so she could beat me with her jelly hey, sandal. We all have different childhoods. But <laughs> yeah. so, like, for example, right? So, beating an ass is definitely on the sexual side. But let's say someone uh, really likes getting their, their feet massaged. So, for someone who has. So, it's up to the cuddlers. If someone has like a foot fetish and it's sexual for them. They wouldn't do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if someone, if it's a comforting thing, it's a warm thing, then then they can have the option of deciding, yeah, I'll rub, I'll rub your feet. Well, here's an interesting scenario. What if a cuddler and, and the client actually wind up like, just just it happens because you're attracted to each other? Oh, was there, that's a good question. Like, Were there ever any All of a sudden now you start dating your cuddlers? I'm not saying that that happened, but if, if, you're, if you're talking about percentages and it's the amount of people, time someone you know, comes could out. Could happen, I guess. You know, like if you just happen to have a client and wow, you're like, he's pretty hot. And he's like, wow, she's pretty hot. And then you're cuddling and all of a sudden you're attracted to each other. You know, I'm not saying that's because that's, that's something different. But then outside the session... You now start seeing that person, like, is that that's that's got to be yeah. That's outside. So you of can't the... stop human attraction. You know what I'm saying? So the the amazing thing about human attraction is we can be attracted to someone, we can like someone, we can be aroused by someone. It doesn't mean we're going to act on it. Yeah. So if after a session we give the cuddlers three months, if someone reaches out to them then and they want to go on a date with that person, as long as they're not seeing them as a cuddlist and those sessions end. Okay. Just like you might meet someone at work. But in general, it's not really what happens because part of the cuddlist's job, part of being a cuddlist, 
is to be fully present, is to be really authentic for someone and be there for them and have very strong boundaries, right? So if there's that emotional entanglement, then there's a lot of, there's some unclarity that happens. But So you know, are, are they monitored video-wise or is this a private thing? So I believe uh, philosophically that if you empower people to, to do the right thing, they generally do the right thing. Okay. And if you give them training and you give them ongoing support and an ongoing community, and they, the thing that you, you have to really, imagine that you're a cuddlist and imagine you have a client who's, nervous and they're scared and they haven't been touched in 30 years or their wife died or whatever the story is and you give that person some comfort and you can actually feel their nervous system sort of relax you're not going to want to do anything to make that person feel uncomfortable or weird or different you're, yeah. you're not so you're you're going to naturally have strong boundaries because you're there to protect your client you're there to like sort of give them what they're looking for, and that means knowing boundaries. So that means if you did have a session and you were feeling aroused and you wanted to try to act on it, because they say, stop, that's not part of the code of conduct, or they'll end the session. Yeah, you know, that seems to happen with every fucking girl that I've been with the past couple of months. They tell you <laughs> to, to say, stop and yeah, go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> it's like well, all of a sudden everybody's got a fucking code of conduct. Well, of course, and I'm sure the, the, the you know the clients and everybody's got to sign something beforehand. Yeah. So, so you got to put your signature. Let me check, check this out, right? So you guys were talking earlier. I think it might have been prior to going live about political correctness and how the sort of culture changed in the past twelve years. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can't say things that you used to say when you guys uh, had a show earlier. So a lot of men are fucking scared, and they right? don't know how to respond to women. They don't know how to be around a woman. Imagine you mm -hmm. can practice, right? Imagine you can sort of practice with the women. What's okay? What's not okay? And how to get how to how to honor consent? How to say thank you for taking care of yourself? And and how to sort of make that part of your thing? It may make dating <laughs> you, easier. So you can't, you this, can't find out the old way, like getting cracked in the mouth. Well, no, I guess uh, I guess cuddling. You can also use it as a as a kind of like um, you know an entryway into exactly you know a relationship, physical contact with with people. You know to. I guess relieve social anxiety. Right. If you Google kind of social thing. anxiety, you're mm -hmm. going to have a billion hits come up. A lot of people have social anxiety put into the male, female, or, you know, if you're gay, male, male, female, female, whatever it is, there's a lot of, there can be a lot of stress there. Yeah. Right. And we think we know what to do, but imagine we're able to practice. Well, imagine because I would think people, people, uh, you know, they don't relate as much as they used to. Everybody's on their phones, or you're on fucking Tinder, you're doing this. And, you know, people don't really have the social skills that they used to have Not at all. years ago. And it's kind of driven a wedge between. Right. So, for example, I have a son, or he's a teenager. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, you would sort of date for two, three weeks, three weeks. They don't, kids don't really date anymore. They sort of hang out. So they're not learning those skills that we might have sort of just naturally picked up a little bit. You know, bit. It's, yeah. it's funny you, you bring that up because I was talking about this before. And this is like, this was like a big debate, like, you know, New Year's Eve with a bunch of adults. Um, I, there's this dude that told me, like a friend of his in Colorado, his son went and texted all the girls in his class, show me a boob pic. So eight, I had a 23 girls, eight, eight of them came back with boob pics. Now one of the fathers finds the phone, and he press charges on the poor kid. Right, you know, which is something. Your, your, your hormones are going nuts, and now it's something about now he's in possession of child pornography. Yeah, and so, it doesn't make a difference whether he's fourteen years old or not. He's still in possession of fucking child pornography. Now this kid possibly might have this stuck with him for the rest of his life. I don't know. So. So the the, this, this, this is change. a whole new way of things, of dick pics and boob pics. It just doesn't make any sense because why are you putting yourself out there when you know it can go anywhere? 
Right. So I actually wrote an article, uh, and I'll send it to you guys, about how, how not to be a creep in the post-Harvey Weinstein world. So most men... <laughs> a good title. Most yeah. men don't want to be that creepy guy, right? A lot of men need some help in how not to be that creepy guy. So maybe if that kid, I don't know how old he is, maybe if he was sort of given some training in how to be respectful and how to be really careful, how to maybe say, hey, if you'd like to send me your boot picture, that would be great, but ask in a respectful way, perhaps. Right? May I, mean, I just, please just, see your boob? Uh, <laughs> so the, pretty please with sugar on top? Or, maybe, your boob. or maybe they would learn that, you know. <laughs> Come on, let me see it. Pull up your shirt. Come on, let me see your boob. Go uh, eat a dick, Joe. I'll show you mine. <laughs> I don't want you to see mine? No one wants to see your hairy fucking nipples. I'll see nipples. it. <laughs> ah, see, he wants to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How come he you don't want to see it? with it. Uh, that's nice. So now, there's another thing that I heard, and, and I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to go over the... But, you know, it's sort of in the sense of what you your, your company does, but it's... I've seen it on Facebook where it takes it to another level where dry humping... Like this guy like started a dry humping company where you you he'll come over and he'll dry hump you. <laughs> but he's uh, Joe's taking a picture of his fucking nipple. Um, yeah, yeah, did right, you, have, have you heard about that? <laughs> so and does he put uh, it does it does it put a damper on the legitimacy of your company? So that's a really good question, actually. Right, the legitimacy of our company and of our service in terms of dry right. humping. It's did, not. Did you hear about that though? I've seen it on Facebook. I don't know if it was a joke, but yeah. the, the, the guy comes over and dry humps women for, for you know, X amount of dollars. I think it was a I think I know the video that you're talking about. It was sort of a spoof video. The point is, so in our just, you know, realistically, that's, that's sort of like making, trying to make something more sexual. And then that's not allowed in the code of conduct because you're sort of, that's just not allowed, period. So uh, internal legitimacy, it's an interesting question because we're at the cusp now where like some people think it's really creepy and like, I mean, you know, we get written up like we were just in the post and you read comments and, you know, a lot of people still have problems with it, right? So massage is now legitimate. I moved to the city and I practiced yoga and I actually carried a yoga mat with me and people looked at me like I was a goddamn freak. Right well, now, yeah, if I'm, you I'm don't sure that, practice well, yoga, I, you're sort of suspect, right? Yeah, well, you know, at that point, I'm sure that the, the F word must have been thrown around. Now that's no, they're not the f word is not you know you can't say faggot anymore. So now now you have to say you just F-word. said it. I just said it, but I didn't call anybody it. Yeah, so it's, it's like saying uh, you can't say nigger. You got it. Fucking the words there. You just said it. I just said yeah, it, but I'm not calling anybody it. So uh, these are words that you have to change now. That now it's the n word. Now it's the f word. You can't. Those are really horrible things to say to people. And now. But back in the day, like 10 years ago, people said it, like, they, 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 you know, you walking down the street, someone would be like, yeah, you're fucking fat. Well, you know, it was no big deal back then. You know, Well, it was a big deal, but it, it just wasn't in the forefront. Well, I, I, also, I don't know if I want to get into this, but yeah. the, the whole thing with um, way back when, I mean, you couldn't get a show on the air today. Like if somebody came in with a treatment for a show called All in the Family. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we're going to make this show and, you know. Archie Bunker, and he doesn't like black people, and he's got this problem, and, you know, we throw a couple of, you know, racial whatever suggestions in there. You would never get that show on the air now. No. But Back they, then, but they it was a different environment all, and all yeah. that. But, well, you know what? That was really because Carol O'Connor hated people like Archie Bunker, and he wanted right. to he wanted to expose... Sure. The, the, Norman the, the, Lear. The, Norman Lear. Well, no, no, and and Carol O'Connor. That's why they had so many. Carol, Norman Lear would pull the reins back on Carol O'Connor, and Carol O'Connor was like, "No, I want to fucking expose these people for their fucking racist stupidity." Because he was such a, he was like, he was a liberal before, like, and so the fact that he played such a racist, but he was passionate about making Archie Bunker look like such a fucking idiot mm-hmm. that it's exposing how these people think and who they are. 
So, you know, it's like, but you can't have that. The closest thing to that is that Tim Allen show. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. the one that got canceled that came back. Home got, Improvement? Yeah, no. <laughs> little, I, I haven't watched it, but it's, you know, it's very political on the Last edge. Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, they, they canceled them for the, the, the PC incorrectness, but then someone else brave enough brought it back. And I think Tim Allen's doing the same thing as Carol O'Connor. He's trying to show that, you know, how stupid people are being, you know? Listen, I, again... I'm a cut, you know, I have a cuddle company, so this is sort of not my thing. But, but I will say, like this thing that just happened with uh, Chris Rock. Who is it? No, who is the Louis the, C.K. or no, not Louis oh. C.K. But the the guy that was going to host the Oscars. Oh, um, Kevin Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin right? Hart. Yeah. Kevin Hart, and yeah. so Kevin Hart said what he said, right? Billy Porter, who's also black, who is the star of the show um, uh, Pose, and he's you know been in tons of Broadway shows. He hit back, right? And so at least now. Uh, there can be a conversation around it that people that felt like I can't fight back or I can't sort of say what I can say, at least now they feel like I have a voice. And you know what? If it makes us white guys, we're three white guys sitting around a room, middle-aged white guys, or I'm middle-aged. That should be the new title of your show. It's like, you know what, we, you know, so, you know, there's this whole thing. It's called white fragility. It's like we're so hit when we're, uh, you know, when when we feel a little bit like we can't do something that we used to do. I think it's worth the price to like, you know, have other people sort of feel empowered for the first time in their life. So that's just my opinion. And I think, you know, if you can't say it, I don't know. I don't want to get into this whole comedy <laughs> thing. So I'm going to have to stop <laughs> now. <laughs> but even Howard Stern stopped saying some words. Yeah, he did. Considering he was the uh, poster boy for freedom of speech, he's sort of, uh, he's backed off on a lot of stuff. Um, like he won't say Gary the Retard anymore. It's Gary the Conqueror. You know, he won't say uh, what it's a... Uh, Marty the Midget or, you know, Eric the Midget. You know, it was Eric the Little Person. And How was your best buddy, isn't he? Yeah. What's that? No, he's how was your best buddy? Oh, he's not my best buddy. But, like, you. it's just he went from, like, how dare you tell me not to say anything to, okay, I'll listen to it. And he's changed. The show has changed. The world has changed. And and that's just the way it is. He doesn't have girls come up and take their tops off anymore. You know, which is kind of weird because, you know, he's one of the things that he used to have the intern beauty pageant. And he'd have the intern, the, all the female interns go do like a beauty pageant where it was like they had the dress and then they, had, they were in bikinis like what a creepy way to get your interns get fucking half naked well, even in saying? the movie he had that whole sequence with jenna jameson well but, in the yeah, but she, she, she was, was also naked. uh but that was a, but this they weren't in, she wasn't an intern which wasn't which was insane yeah well, every, but for people that don't know well, oh everybody knows who jenna jameson is the porn star so when she first broke out uh howard had a lot to do with it of course it was randy west who started her out in uh, the, the porno, uh, Randy West up and comers. Um, but once she started getting notoriety, Howard had her on and sort of skyrocketed her career. And when she, her first like role on the, uh, a movie, movie, not a porno movie, uh, was on the set of Private Parts. And I guess uh, on the porno scene, every, nobody wore clothes. So, but we're, we're on a professional movie set. And there's Jenna Jameson, butt ass naked at craft service. Yeah, she's getting like a plate of fucking uh, chips and this and that. Yeah. What, not a stitch of clothes and on. And then nobody got to say, like, they're, they're, every guy, every guy, the whole entire movie set just stopped. And <laughs> just every guy it. is just staring at Jenna Jameson getting craft surface butt-ass naked. <laughs> and then Betty Thomas comes walking by, and everybody was in a trance. Like, nobody really knew that they were all stopped watching this naked chick because she was so beautiful. And everybody's like, just shot. And Betty Thomas walks by, and she goes, all of you, look at you, you, young lady, you get a robot, you, all of you, back to work, you know? <laughs> so what I would say, as a cuddlist, as, as I would say, 
if Jamie Jamison was doing it because she wanted to be naked and she wasn't feeling coerced to be naked, yeah, she's just used to that. No, she that, but that's what she she has sex yeah, she for a living. So well, you know, they they don't necessarily have to put everybody's naked on a porno set. But she just didn't relate to the fact that this isn't a porno set. It's just oh, there's cameras. I'm naked. That's what I do. That's funny. And she was just so comfortable about the whole situation. Yeah, just but... walking around with a little fucking plate of food, just yeah. chilling out. Then she went and sat on uh, some wooden steps, yeah, completely butt, naked, butt ass naked, and just started eating the stuff. And everybody's just look, looking at her like, what the fuck? Wow, this is, like, this is the okay. best set ever. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. work got done for quite a, quite a yeah, long no, time. Yeah, no, I remember Betty Thomas just yelling at all the guys. Just, yeah, just, yeah. She got like a crowd. Off. Nobody, like, it was just like, oh... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, and there was like a poor, it was a pervy fucking moment, like fucking 15 grips staring at Jenna James and licking their chops. <laughs> Steve, you so, didn't open your phone. I sent you a, a picture. Yeah, I know. Would you send me a fucking picture of your goddamn fucking tit? I did. I, don't I really sent you a boob picture. See it. You said, Come uh, on, look at the boob picture I sent you. I can't right <laughs> now. You know I can't do two things at once. What the fuck? All right, later uh, on, you're going to send me like a boob picture back. How is you that like your that? boob? Yeah, that no, looks like a nutsack to me. It does? It does. I, I have don't a know. It looks, looks like, like this massive hair and <laughs> flesh. And... So, so no, t- today's in the studio. It's not going to be up for. Uh, it's not going to be up on video. We're going to have just the audio. But the the cameras are up. Just want to let all the people out there know that the five people that are listening. Um, you're going to be able to watch the aftershock program, uh, on video at some point. Where we're getting all the kinks worked out. We're hoping to have a uh, lunch, uh, party show on uh. January 14th is the date we're shooting for. Um, we're going to have a couple of big guests. We're going to be able to Skype with guests, so you could watch the guests on camera. I already got, uh, if anybody knows from the UFC fame, uh, Randy Couture, the two-time uh, world champion of the W. Uh, the, the, what is it? Come on, the Steve. UFC. I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm trying to think two steps ahead. Uh, yeah, Randy Couture is probably gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna Skype in with his lovely wife, Mindy Robinson, who I did a pilot with. Uh, I was actually out on the town with them last night. It was kind of cool to find out such a big legend in the UFC, and and he and he's an actor now. He's in all the Stallone movies. He's in the uh, Expendables. He's uh he's he's, he's slowly becoming a, an action star which is uh, slowly he is and uh it was cool to go out with them uh, they had their fifth wedding anniversary last night and i want to give uh, mindy a shout out mindy's a, a very talented actress she has a thing called red white and fu which is a basically a politically based um podcast where you can watch her she's 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 extremely intelligent and she's very well spoken but she, she she this is how smart she is when i first met her we did a pilot it was basically it was a it was going to be like a show that when you have something is seen on TV and you get it and you want to see if it really works, it was called American Ad Busters. Okay, so like, you know, the I remember that. that. that yeah, yeah. The, well, the, the, it picks up lint. It doesn't pick up lint, mm-hmm. whatever. So we just did like a pilot and she was like, she was so smart and so much fun. And then she was like, you know what? I know I got the big fake boobs. I got the blonde hair. And everybody thinks I'm just some fucking idiot. She goes, and I think that's fucking great because I'm not. She goes, and I use that to my advantage. And I was like, that's a great thing. She goes, I'm an actress. You want me to act like a fucking dumb blonde? I can act like a dumb blonde. She goes, but I'm not. She goes, it's just like everybody, like, this is what everybody's paying attention to. She goes, I, I so well, I, I have the blonde hair. So she blonded it out more, and she got the boobs, and she pushes them up. And everybody, everybody, she walks in the room, and everybody focuses on her. And then once they get to meet her, she's just like, you see how smart she is, and how fucking, and you're like, whoa. 
you're not that girl. And she's, no, I'm not. But I got your attention, didn't I? And so that's Mindy. She does a lot of big B movies. She's usually like the big busty blonde holding like the big machine gun and a tight, you know, little like boy, little booty shorts. And she's done a lot of movies like that. But um, she's she's a sweetheart. She's uh, very well spoken. And she and she invited me to go out with their for their fifth wedding anniversary. Why you fucking want me at your fifth wedding anniversary? I don't know. But I went out last night and me and Randy Couture and Mindy Robinson had such a great time. They uh they're really good people, so they're gonna call in on Skype for the first show. Um, I'm gonna think maybe MC Search. I'm gonna try to get everybody that I've had uh all along that has supported me throughout this. This whole thing has been a, a practice for me to get the cameras. So like once the cameras are up, like you know, I, I wanted to be a little, you know. But you do have a face for radio. Yeah, I, I do. Have, I, I, I'm very well aware of that. I look <laughs> in the mirror every day, Joe. Thank you very much. Captain fucking GQ over here. See, if, if, if he was a cuddlist, he would have said, he would not have said that. He no, would have but, no, but he's my best friend. Positive affirmation. No, but, no, exactly but he's my best right. friend, which is worse, and then he says it. Do you it, want to cuddle? No. <laughs> not with you. For 20 no. seconds? No. 20 seconds. With you? Yeah. No. Why not? I don't want to. But this is a show we got cuddled. I don't we even know if you took a shower right I did. Oh, I don't know that. Do you, <laughs> do you want to smell what kind of a... No, I don't want to touch your, I used? your hairy boob nutsack. We already saw the nipple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you might have stopped. So, Come on, yeah, 20 seconds of cuddling. So he, I love Me it. and we were, we were at a restaurant and that we used to <laughs> hang out at Brunelli's and I, I left my camera on the table by accident. And this fucking guy goes in the bathroom, takes a dick pic. And so, you know, this is before cameras on your cell phone where you actually had to drop off the film and wait like two weeks to get the, the film back. So you didn't, so there oh, I am fine. going, wow, that's a great shot, that's a great shot. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, can I give a pitch to something? Sure, sure. why not? So about two years ago, I sold my restaurant company called Atomic Wings. Oh, uh, wait, get the fuck out of here. Wait, did you know Jason? Bar Coastal. Bar Coastal. Yeah, he's a oh good my, friend of mine. Oh, get out of here. You look like Jason. Uh, no, okay. Hey, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's no, so funny. I just Jason went up. I, I met a... We had so... I used to work at Restaurant Bernelli okay. around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so used to own Spanky's and out of the Atomic Wings. Oh, oh, wow. It's such a small world. That's so crazy. So I, I want to give a shout out to... So yeah. Atomic What's Wings that? is a New York institution. It's, uh, the, 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 it ruined me for wings because they were the best wings that you like when you have something like, it's sort of like growing up in brooklyn and queens like the pizza is so good and then you go outside and you have pizza somewhere else it's like mm -hmm. this isn't fucking pizza you did that with wings because your atomic wings were the best fucking wings you, you could you possibly get and now you go to another restaurant and it's like these aren't fucking wings when i started atomic wings just like cuddlers people were like you can't just have a restaurant selling chicken wings i'm like yes i can watch me yeah right and within three weeks Within three months, New York Magazine was calling me the Wing King. Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't know that did it. was you. That's crazy. locations, and we're celebrating 30 years right now. There's so, still, uh, you still, there's year. still one on uh, First Avenue between like first between 11th and 12th. 11th one 12th. in Tribeca, one on East 49th Street. One just opened in Brooklyn and Queens. So anyway, the, so I just want to say that. So yeah. Zach Omar, who's the new owner, and his brother, uh, it's their 30th year, and today he said, "Can you help? Can you help us get some press on this?" So here's the first thing. Uh, getting you some press. So if you're in New York, or go to Atomic Wings. Yeah, no, they they they, they, they ruin me for chicken wings. No matter where you go, because you can, you're like this isn't what they're supposed to taste like. And they're great people. Like Jason's amazing. He's been with forever now. For yeah. Years no, but you also was smart because you took like bars that had little kitchen spaces and you franchised out into the bars. Right. Because uh, there was a bunch of ones on First Avenue uh, and, and up in the '60s or yeah, '70s. Yeah, uh, bar Blue Room on 60th and Second Avenue. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, yeah, but that's I, that's such a small world. I did not know that. But Atomic Wings are. are you've, you've had Atomic Wings. I've had them before. Yeah. Yeah. But we they, used to eat them all the time on a 
but Broadway this, and downtown. They're not like I, yeah, like, I hate when you get Tribeca. like yeah. when you get like a, a wing at the restaurant. It's like mushy and the skin's falling off, and it's not good. There's something about the atomic so, wings that when you bite into them, that you you could see your teeth marks. Like it should be like 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 that, not falling apart, all disgusting. So I'm gonna make a segue from chicken wings, atomic wings to cutlets, and what do they have in common, right? I don't fucking know what they have in common. But so, yeah. chicken, but um, I guess what they have in common don't is don't so, eat chicken so like, wings before so you cuddle. Right. Yeah. Like, sort of like the essence, like we took exactly what was perfectly correct about the Buffalo chicken wing in Buffalo and brought it to New York. And Cuddlist, we take this sort of messy human intimacy and connection and we sort of create a container. We sort of created a, crafted a, a container where safe platonic touch can happen so you can get the essence. Of, uh, of of great human connection, just like you get like best hot sauce and the best crisp wing, and you put it together with some blue cheese. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like so, it's like cuddling. It's like when your chicken wing cuddles the blue cheese. Yeah. Exactly. And when you, you get <laughs> and you have that first bite and you, and you cough a little bit because because yeah. the heat's coming in. Yeah. And you have that that first cuddle session. I yeah. could see Steve cuddling with a bunch of wings. That yeah. I could see. Yeah. Okay. I could see. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, just naked, me with fucking Frank just naked, on. rolling around in blue so cheese Jack, sauce. So if you're listening, yeah. if we can invite Steve for uh, in June for the 30th anniversary. Hell yeah. We'll get. So, well, I had a, I had a, a girl uh, to cuddle with him. A, a nice. Women. Uh, you don't want to do that. I have a filthy mind. I really could not sign that consent form. I cannot I cannot promise I'm not going to try to grab her ass, rub her ass, like, or grab a boob when we fucking spoon. It's just, I, it's, it, it, uh, it, Steven, it just, I can't do it. I got a problem. See, this is the problem client that you probably have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, out you're, there. The, you're the said, client we haven't had yet. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants you. I, I, like, I'd like to cuddle, but like, after, like, I, I it's just such part of my DNA when you, like, Cuddle with someone, it, it it's gonna escalate to something. I don't know. I don't. Maybe, well, you're I, maybe not a I can work for on cuddling. it. Yeah, you're just yeah, not like, a candidate uh, for cuddling. No, I, but I'm, you, at least I'm honest about it. The reality is, he really is because I see someone who is loving and kind and could really benefit from that kind of human connection. Oh, okay. It just has to sort of get I past would probably, this. I, would, I would have to rub at least two off before I, I did the cuddle session. Okay. So I would have like there'd be the, the tank would be empty, and I, then maybe I could focus. So then you on, should do that. Yeah, well... But, and then know. try cuddling. I don't know. After this, I don't think I can find a cuddlist that would be <laughs> yeah. willing to do Yeah, no to shit, right? They're going to hear yeah, this and be like, nah, yeah, yeah, I'm not fucking cuddling with that guy. say it, you wouldn't find one, so You are okay. going to wind up having to just cuddle with a fucking bunch of chicken wings. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. cuddle yeah. up with in the blue cheese sauce. That, yeah, that could right. work. Yeah, Sounds good yeah, to me. I love Frank's. Now, also, the secret to that is Frank's Red Hot, right? Well, so, when I started, I got... I, it, it was Frank's, and then we we have our own sauces now. So okay. Atomic Wings has all these proprietary sauces that we've created. Because I had a friend who was who was a God rest his soul. He was a one of the top chefs. He did all like, um, like city uh, city crab and stuff like that. He was the chef for all these big restaurants, and he his specialty was chicken wings. And he would go to the chicken wing competitions, and he would always win. But even like he's winning these top competitions, and I had his chicken wings. I'm like, still not Atomic Wings. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I was like, atomic still, wings that made that atomic... much of an impact on you, huh? Yeah, yeah I can't. I we can't... actually defined a generation of a certain amount of people in New York City, right? Like there was that era, like in the early '90s, early to mid '90s, where we really actually had a fairly significant cultural impact. Like I have people that we did weddings for people because they met at Atomic Wings. I mean, we sort mm -hmm. of we, we we captured a little moment. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, and we're still around 30 years later. And uh, they, 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 uh, do they have gluten or they don't have gluten? No. That's, Actually, that's wings, don't, wings done correctly, they're naked. So they, if you're on the Atkins diet or you don't want to eat carbs, you can have wings. 
See, because Joe has a shirt on. It says extra gluten, tasty, tasty gluten, because it's delicious. I love gluten. I, 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 I had a roommate, okay? She she was gluten-free. She was on this gluten-free diet. She had the she uh, said, silly ass disease? I don't know, but she said she was allergic, and she was so obsessed about the gluten, like like most people are, which I don't understand. What the fuck is gluten? I don't know. Well, it kind of came about all of a sudden. You never really heard about but gluten I, I like in the 70s or in the 80s. I remember I going to like this, this weird shit. Asian place where gluten was a dish. And all of a sudden, like it was like gluten, and I remember because I was with uh, Nathan, I know Griffin Hamill, because he had like this week because he was a vegetarian, and we went to this Asian place, and he was like, "I'll just have the gluten," and it was I don't know what gluten is, but it was a plate of gluten. It no shit. Like, and he ate the whole he ate the whole fucking thing. So now it's such a big don't touch my gluten, stay away from gluten. My ex roommate said she was allergic to gluten. And well, I was there like, are people oh. that get that uh, celiac, celiac disease. disease. So, but we go out to dinner. Like she graduated from college, and she. I, so I was like. We went out to dinner and now she had a couple glasses of wine. She didn't drink and I was like, "Oh, it's just got gluten." She goes, well, "I'm not allergic to gluten. I just say that." You know, like how many people say that? But because things, they... things just taste better with gluten. I mean, do you ever have gluten-free pasta? Yeah. You had awful. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's like all grainy and you're fucking chewing on. It's like chewing on cardboard. Some yeah. gluten-free bread is good, but gluten-free pasta. Yeah, but in general, just you take the gluten out of things, it really changes but the taste. For me, negatively, I don't like it. Here's here's the here's the weird thing, which most people are going to be freaked out about is I I like to go to church, okay. The church that I go is uh, St. Francis of Xavier, and they now offer gluten free hosts when you go the up little get, wafers. Okay, the body of Christ is now gluten free. So they have like two sets of it. Yeah. Like... So if you, they they announce before you go up for for communion, any. The gluten-free wafers will be on one side and the regular wafers are on the other. Oh, because the priest, has, he actually stands there and he goes, body of Christ, and he yeah. gives you the fucking... Yeah. Then, so he's go, like, body of Christ, I think they have would you like gluten or no too, gluten? So, like, the church is now involved in these people's sick, demented fascination that gluten is going to hurt them. A little piece, <laughs> but a, thing, a little though. piece. There really is a thing called celiac disease, okay, and people what? are, like, fucked up by gluten. Uh, so, but... The, I guess uh, but we just found little, out about this. A little wafer? A little yeah, chip maybe. of... Like, well, why wafer? not? Sure. Why not? The body of Christ now has gluten? <laughs> but how could it... How could they... If they're devout Catholics and they do believe in what goes on during that ceremony, they're supposed to be believing that it's the body of Christ. So, he has gluten? Well, maybe Jesus, you know... Doesn't want you to fucking eat gluten. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't say. Fuck knows. I don't know. That, that, your, your celiac disease doesn't mean anything. Get a priest in here. Let's yeah. ask his ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're under fire. You know, when you you read the you know the missile or whatever, they're actually starting to admit about the missile. No, whatever the thing that they give the you. Missile. When, I don't know what the hell it's called anymore. The little they, newsletter they, thing. They, no, it's like it, there's the songs that they're going to sing, all the hymns, okay. and then there's like a little newsletter, and it was actually a, a priest writing saying like how. People are writing about how the Catholic Church is like really just starting to dry up, and he's saying that you know it's it's our it's, it's partly our fault for not admitting all these years and stuff like that. So they're actually coming to a conclusion where, yeah, the priests were diddling fucking kids, and we're sorry because they would never admit it before. If they would have gone to a cuddlist, see, then they wouldn't have yeah, to. The priests, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of cuddling that. going yeah, on. Yeah, there was a lot of cuddling going on in the Catholic Church. Inappropriate. See, if we were running, it, we would have had really strong <laughs> consent and boundaries, and no one under well, there you eighteen. Go. Yeah, well, well maybe it. the priests were properly taught how to cuddle and not cuddle with 15-year-olds. Yeah, they forgot the age thing. Yeah. Is there an age thing? 18 and over. Okay. So, like, uh, you don't have, like, a little brigade of young cuddlers? No young cuddlers. But, but, like, but under 18? Well, it's the age of consent. And so, we 18 is the, you can't be younger than but, 18. But, but by going what you've been talking about, and I understand it a lot more now, 
maybe consent with cuddling with teenagers would help, like the situation that... I think that's just fucking I've asking done, for trouble. I've done right? workshops yeah. on consent for the Unitarian Church youth leaders, like, and that's one thing. And no adult is touching a child. No, 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 period. no, I'm talking about young kids calling with other young kids yeah, trying yeah. to learn what you're talking yeah, about. I'm, sure I'm not talking about adults. Other... Not, not adults cuddling with little kids, yeah, but yeah. just saying you train a bunch of 16 to 17 to 18 year olds yeah. what you do with an adult and then they're able to help maybe someone in, the, in their class or somewhere else. I think people are freaking out gonna about that. I'm going to leave that to thing. another company. Okay. Oh, of course, absolutely. No, I'm but, just curious. Because, but I got to like, say this though. I mean, isn't that the most important time it's for a, cuddling? Absolutely. It's a, well, Because whenever someone acts like an asshole, the first thing they say is, well, this person was never hugged as a child. Yeah. It's so, about respect, consent, and boundaries, right? So if you learn how to respect someone, mm -hmm. right, and you learn how to treat them respectfully, and for some of us, we need to learn that. So, you know, what's, what, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate? At a young here's age. the thing. If you ask someone, mm -hmm. can I give you a hug? And they say yes, then you know you have consent to give them a hug. You don't just go up to someone to give them a hug because Freaks they didn't say the, yes. Yeah, you invade their personal space. There's there's classrooms where I've seen where every each kid has a different term. Where the, the kids every morning they come in, they, yeah. they hug before they go to class, and the next day you're the hugger, and the next day you're the hugger. And it says you're supposed to like bring them closer together. They're less fighting. They're they're more uh, bonded together. And, you know, there's no bullying. You know, there's everybody's studies be a of, hugger. of touch. There was a brilliant study about. Uh, men in England in prison, and the lack of touch that they Hugging had in their life. Yeah. No, Huddling. the lack of touch that they had in their life that mm -hmm. led to aggression and violence. Well, that's what I'm saying. Get at get at them at a young age. Yeah. Listen, obviously you're going to be people are going to be freaking out about you know two five year olds fucking cuddling Whoa. each other, but yeah. you know because they can't consent to it and all that. But that's the kind of age that they they need to have, I guess, human contact, yeah. hugging that kind of a thing. Because it, you know, it builds them, builds them up, and when they get older, that they can actually can be deal a, with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't have any cuddling going on. No, you obviously you didn't have any no. cuddling because look the way you fucking turned out. <laughs> can I give you your shirts now? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Shirt. I know you better present? run. You got to pick up so, your son. So here's the thing. So if you look at these two guys, they're generally guys that are not going to wear purple shirts that say cuddleless on them. That's not true. Right? Well. well yeah, but, if, uh, yeah if, 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 in Joe's case, if you did like a baby's head on a spear, and then I'm giving them. Uh, this is very nice. Thank I have a new much. a new company launching called Hear Me App, where if you need to get anything off your chest, you call. Well, that's be funny because you know I, I my producer is going to get mad at me, but now that you brought that up, because you know part of the segments I like to do on the show is called Gripes and Grimes. Yeah. So Hear Me App and 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 AfterShock with Gripes and Grimes. There's always a segment where I like to go around the table, and you want to you got a gripe today. Give me your gripe. What's your gripe today? My gripe today? Yeah, what's, what's your gripe today? You got to have a gripe. My gripe is I didn't get a 20-second hug from you. Oh! Wow. Wow. Honestly, See? I, I, I honestly... See? Oh. I fucking I told there's, you, dude. There's some kind of block, and I respect it, and right, I think we right, can get right. past it. All right. You all put right, up so this wall. On your way, on your way out, we're gonna, we'll are gonna do a 20-second hug. Okay. Bullshit I, my I want... ass. You're going to do it right here fucking on no, the no, air. No, no, no. He's he's getting ready to leave. We're going to have a couple of minutes to, to wind up the show. And I mean, you were going to hug? Fuck no. Okay. So what? You look like a fucking hairy Italian. Why do I want to hug you? Why can't, if you guys have a 20 second, uh, why don't all three of us have a 20 second hug? Okay, but it's just, uh, it's not good. Dead, but you gotta be in the middle. But you gotta be in the middle. You're gonna, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're such a fucking dick. <laughs> we can spit roast you right here on the air. Why not? Who's the baby bird? <laughs> you. 
Oh, all right, we'll explain that after, yeah, after he leaves. One. I don't want to bring him into this fucking hell of a world that's going to happen when uh, he's gone. Because no. I, I kept it pretty respectful because you seem yeah, like a I, fucking I tell you, a really nice guy. I enjoyed this. I feel close to you. I, I do. I look at, you know look someone in the eyes. And like he just looked down because he couldn't take it. But yeah, yeah. it's like uh, really like it's really amazing. Can make eye contact. Yeah, yeah, like if you you know we have such capacity for human connection. All of us really want it. It's our deepest core, and yet we're so fucking scared of it, and we run from it. And then we drink and we do drugs and we do all this shit to like not to kind of to numb run ourselves. away from like instead of just owning and accepting the sort of love we have for each other. So for you sure. know that you just said a lot about me right there. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking mouthful right yeah. there. About right, you. So, or, well, you, you, you have to go and you just cuddlelist.com and hear me app, uh, dot com and hear me, uh, hear me dot app. It's launching oh, soon, but we have our website up. Okay, oh, that's and it's cool. Adam Lippin right. from the Cuddlelist. I'm so happy you came on here. Now we're gonna do a 20 second hug, and Joe's gonna do uh, the commentary, the, the live commentary. You got, you're gonna really do the 20 yeah, second yeah, hug. Yeah, All right, listen. this is good. And that All was right. his gripe that I didn't give him a hug. Oh, well, now I, you gotta I, go this ahead. This is gripes it. and grimes. You, you got, I, I got, I got to give him to his gripe. All right, stop stalling. Get up and get. Do I take uh, this off? Yeah, yeah take the off. headphones off for a second. Ah, see, there, there you go. No I padding on the back. You don't, you don't do the whole, you know, guy thing, bro thing. It just, just hug. That's it. It's nice. They're really close together. I see Steve's eyes shifting around. Just, just be in the moment, Steve. Don't. Oh, this is so nice. You guys are actually making a connection here. All right, five, six. So it's only been seven seconds so far. You got to keep going for like another hour and a half. Oh, that's good. I see Steve's really trying to keep his pelvis, you know, far back, and not uh, not get too close. But two dicks touching. well, that's uh, two dicks touching is okay, right? Oh, this is so nice. Wait, hang on a second. Just keep it going for a second. I got to take a picture of this, obviously, for the for the website. Here we go. Ah, oh, so nice. Okay, very good. All right, I think that was uh, that was a nice. That was more than twenty seconds, Steve. Yeah. You were really getting into yeah. it there, I think. I got so, into it, sure. See, now what? That wasn't so bad. That was no, I, it wasn't bad at all. That wasn't so right, guys. What thank we, you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Adam, I know you're gonna pick up your it. son. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll do this again. We'll definitely have you back on. Yeah, awesome. I loved it. Bye, all right, guys. cool. Bye. Take care, my man. Thank you very much for thank, the gifts. Yeah, thanks for the gifts. Thank you. Take care now. See, that wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't. 20 seconds of hugging. I, I, I did it, okay? What were you I feeling during those 20 seconds? Now, you heard well, my commentary while yeah. you guys were hugging. Now, let me, let me hear what he's was a, going on He's a on very in your nice head. guy. It was, very warm. it was a very warm embrace, and it was heartfelt. It, it felt real. Like, he really wants to help, and he wants to give good energy. Oh, that was good. So you yeah. felt the energy coming yeah. off him. Anything I just, else I, just, I think that might have been the longest I've ever hugged any man. Ever. Did your pee-pee move? <laughs> no, my pee-pee did not move. Your pee-pee didn't move? No. It, well, it went back in. Your pitch didn't move? <laughs> it disappeared. Come and it's not on. anything that he's not like a, you know, a handsome man or anything. I just don't like men. All right. So, but, you know, and then, you know, the two dick touching thing, we've been through that on that road, you know, it's like, you know. Well, what's that, wrong that, with that? That's gay. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't believe on. so. Yeah, you're, you're a dick in the same girl's mouth as another dick. Then that's fucking gay. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Not at all. So you got to get Russ Brunelli in here to, yeah, oh, to have I this know. conversation because that's that's his fucking topic. Yeah, right I know. There. Uh, well, we've already talked about it before about Russ. We're gonna have uh, now that we have the Skype capability, we'll maybe get Russ on camera. Maybe he doesn't want to be on camera. I don't know. Maybe we could put a blue dot over his face. Maybe we we'll could. We'll call him Cus Brunelli. We'll put like an emoji, just like a floating emoji, yeah, like over his face. Yeah, you know, he is. He is a professional. We'll just block uh, him out. 
professional uh, restaurant owner and stuff like that. So you don't want to be on camera explaining how it's okay to have a, one or two dicks in one girl's mouth. And once your penis touches another pe man's penis, it's not gay. But I, I, I beg to differ. It's been a long, ongoing debate. It'll never um, get, it'll it, never it'll get never, resolved. Yeah. But here's the thing now. We were talking about when we first met on this set of private parts. And I'm just going to tell another story about how much you suck. Okay. At your job. Uh, do you remember when we when I got you uh, on as a production assistant for I Am Legend? Oh, yeah. I, 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 listen, I have my... I, I, how much do I Do you suck. remember that? Well, yeah, I do. So All right, I, that's I, I'm going to tell the story. Okay, you okay. know what story I'm going to yeah, tell? Yeah, I know what story. It's your favorite story. And when it's a great story, and I stand by my story. Right. Okay, because not for nothing. It's kind of, uh, Talk about hurry up and wait. Like, they have me sitting... You start the story, and then you, you tell what will happen, and then I'll, I'll defend myself properly. All right. Well, the whole idea of I Am Legend was that there was not supposed to be anybody out in the streets in New York while Will we were Smith filming. Will Smith movie. You know, yeah, we just kind of... Right. So to do that, we were going to do this scene where they're driving down the FDR. So basically from East Houston on the FDR all the way up to about 34th Street, we had a van load of production assistants, and we dropped them off all along the walking and biking path you know, along the FDR on the side of the road to keep everybody out of the shot and make it look like it's a deserted wasteland. Can't have any people out there. So Steve gets dropped off. I forget, maybe you were probably like around 23rd yeah, Street. Yeah, it was somewhere early between Houston and 23rd yeah, Street. so they drop your ass off. And I'm on. I'm in one of the follow vans in the camera car, and we, we start rolling film. We get onto the FDR and expect it to be clear, nobody around. And, of course, I'm looking out the window, and I see Jogger jogger people walking bicyclists bullshit I'm like what the fuck is going on who somebody's not doing their job jogger biker steve grillo sleeping on a bench I'm like come <laughs> yeah. on motherfucker i'm like come on dude well not for, yeah you're not telling there's the backstory you're fucking up the whole shot first of all okay i was doing my job yeah for by sleeping on the hour. fucking bench no well i got pissed off I said, screw this. What did you get pissed off about that because, you were working? You wonder why? Because, it, A, when you do a lockup on a movie set, and you're asking the public kindly to please stop yeah. and wait. There's people that are jogging in place. There's people on bicycles, and they kindly stop. It took over a half an hour for you guys to get your fucking shit together. Where you're trying, oh, so you it's our fault. No, yeah, it's it our fault that you fell asleep on a bench. Yeah, no, I, I, got oh, tired yeah, of, okay. I got tired of getting screamed at by people because it was like, okay, lock it up. <laughs> so you're asking New Yorkers that are going places to That's lock it up. The so job. after five minutes, they're like looking at their watch. After 10 minutes, they're looking at their watch. So they're like, That's fuck the you, I'm going because you can't stop them. They, if you, if you could ask them to stop, but you can't physically restrain but them from doing that. that's the difference between... You not being able to stop them, not well, listening to you, you know what? and After, you asleep you know, and, on a bench. Yeah, but it wasn't just like I just went to sleep on the bench and didn't do it. <laughs> I did it for a half an hour. You and guys, went to bed. You guys couldn't get your shit together. I said, "Fuck this!" So Why am I sleep. getting yelled at by these people? Are they, you know, My and, God. so I just said, like, if you guys were more what honest about being on the walk, on the walkie, work ethic do you have? No bullshit. Ridiculous. You know what? I did work ethic. I just didn't care anymore. First of all, and then the second other thing, we didn't get paid. They didn't pay us for the first month and a half. Oh, I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not getting. They kind of tried to stiff me. you on the money. No, they tried to stiff me on the money. And they gave you a box. <laughs> like the lunch that they gave you was in a fucking little cardboard box, and it was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, an apple, and like a milk. Yeah. Like what is? Yeah, it was like milks. prison lunch. <laughs> so now, well, here's the other thing too. That, that right before. Yeah, I guess I, you're in a food coma so from I, all those I, box I didn't lunches. get paid for a month and a half, and I had to pay rent. So I went to the office, and I was like, look, you guys owe me like you know. 
two thousand dollars. I'm like, I have to go like to show my landlord that I'm going to pay you this money. Could you at least write me a letter saying this money is owed so I can go show to the, the, my landlord that I'm going to have the rent? Right. And they said no. And then you went to sleep. And then I went on to a couch on, on a bench. On, said on... I'm going to have a sleep in until you pay yeah. me. No, I didn't care. I, I, you know what? I got tired of getting yelled at by the by the pedestrians. I got tired of getting not paid. I just didn't care. I was like, basically, that that was my I quit day. Uh, that's the day I decided. Yeah, you pretty I, much did. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, but you know what? I, I just just some points you go. I don't give a fuck. You, you know, you're not paying me. You, I got to deal with people screaming at me. Fuck you. <laughs> Even with all that, I'll, I listen. We're still friends. Yeah, I'd hire you again in a second. I, I'd be, I'd be I much just, better. As I just long as know I get that you fall asleep. No, well, you know, it's long hours. <laughs> so what else do you want to talk about, Steve? That <laughs> he got me here. Now that I got the you good here. old days. The good old days. The time we, we, me and Joe got a chance to go see the very first Ozfest. We oh, had, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. back I, in '96. Well, here's California. here's a little bit of trivia, and you probably know the answer. The first Ozfest ever was in Anaheim, California. Who was the Aunt, open? wrong? It was in Anaheim. No, that was in Anaheim. Which one? Oh, Disneyland's well, in Anaheim. Oh, then uh, that was uh, it was out in the desert. It was in the desert. It was somewhere. in the I desert it was, somewhere. So I don't know California. But it wasn't. Well. No, it was like San Bernardino somewhere. Okay, so but the, who was the opening band to the very first Ozfest? I know the answer to this. Yeah, Are you but, waiting but, but, for people to like call no, in or some shit like that? No, but I'm just saying. Are people the phones? Let it soak it are in. the phones lighting up right now? Yeah, look. See all the phones lighting up. Uh, okay. Yeah. All so right. uh, no, uh, the very uh, the opening band was Fred Norris from the Howard Stern Show. And what was his act? Did he just no? He went fall, up and he went up. He went, no, he went up, up, fell and asleep he, on the stage. Yeah, he fell asleep on the stage. He just for for about thirty minutes. And everybody just watched him fucking sleeping Snore. for about forty five yeah, minutes. No, he was cuddling with his band members. He was cuddling. It was a group cuddle. <laughs> so I know it was uh, Fred Norris, King Norris, opened the very first Ozfest, which has now become you know uh, an icon in itself. But it was in the desert, and we uh, on the way out there was a sandstorm. Oh, it was fucking crazy, dude. Like, that windstorm, it was ridiculous. It's like when you see those, like in the movies, the sandstorms where the guys are walking and you, that you there was zero visibility. And, yeah, I and couldn't we, see shit, we, dude. I don't know how we found that the car, but it was like you couldn't see straight because the sand was getting in your eyes. But I, I heard, I later spoke to Sharon Osbourne. I met her somewhere and we were talking about that. And someone actually died that night from getting hit by a car. Yeah, that's right, because they couldn't see where the fuck they yeah. were going. But by the time we got out of there, it's not like, you know, there were a whole bunch of cars out there. It was an empty parking lot because we stayed and we hung out because we had the backstage passes yeah. and all that bullshit. We and Slayer was there. Biohazard. And was there. Biohazard was there, right? Yeah, that, that was kind of funny. Pantera. Biohazard uh, is a pretty hardcore band. And they started in my neighborhood, Canarsie. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, Brooklyn you know, boys. They, they knew I was working on the Howard Stern show, but we, we never really officially met. But, you know, they were like, they were pretty big in my neighborhood and they made it big. Now they're back. I have a, we had a mutual friend, Mick D. He always said, if you bump into those guys, they're really dying to meet you. And I'm backstage and I see the big trailer. It says Biohazard. I didn't even knock on the door. Now, these guys are big, tattooed, tough guys. I walk in the door and I said, what's up, motherfuckers? And they all stood up, ready to pound my ass. I was like, oh, Mick D sent me. And they were like, Willows. I was like, oh. So we wound up hanging out, drinking with Biohazard. And, and everybody shit. cuddled Evan, on the tour Yeah, bus. we were all cuddling. That guy was, he was Would really Would you cuddle nice. with Evan? Yeah, right. Would you? No way. With Evan I mean, Seinfeld. I, 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 with Evan Biohazard. Seinfeld, the single Biohazard. Would you yeah, cut away? It would have to be in a prison situation. Well, he was on Oz, right? Completely yeah. naked. Yeah. Well, so you see what well, you're he, getting. He also did porn. Oh, he did. did no, he? He, no. He he's listen. He's well out there about his uh, sexual promiscuity. What what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> promiscuity. 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 Steve. Sometimes I fight over my own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so, you know, he was always, he had, there's a book of all the girls that he's banged and stuff. Okay. So he wound up uh, hooking up with, which is actually uh, Tara Patrick. She's absolutely beautiful. If anybody knows anything about porn, Tara Patrick. Can I like, even say that we uh, we did an interview with him once? Yeah, no, we did an interview with, that with we Ray, never Randy aired. West. Do we, did we do Evan? We did one we, with Evan. Why didn't we, we write And it? we never, I think it was because it was, the shit that he was talking about, later on after doing it, he was like, I, I can't have that getting out there. Oh, really? And, and, I don't and remember you, that. And I think he contacted you and you were like, all right, well, we'll squash it. We won't, we won't air it. And but we, we did? No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. We never did. I still have it. I mean, really? I have it. Oh, the unaired interview with him because he was talking about Tara Patrick and he was talking about a whole bunch of other oh, shit. Oh, because I think they were breaking up at the time right. and he was hooking and he, up with Little Lupe. And, and and there was some shit like he went on this like five minute rant of just like basically like he was talking to Tara Patrick and just started saying all this shit. Oh, really? And I guess after afterwards, you know, hindsight, he was just like, fuck. Uh, we can't have that out there. Yeah. Okay. I. You know what? I, I don't even remember that. But I'm gonna have to try to find it. Yeah, that'd be Send cool. Send it just to you. Uh, our show that we did on Hard Rock Radio Live 12 years ago actually made it into page six twice, because yeah, what the fuck we, did we do? We, we, we interviewed Randy sex. West. Oh yeah, that's the right. The porn star who started Tara Patrick and Jenna Jameson's careers. Uh, Randy West like was in every 80s and 90s porn. Like he's. He was just in everything. He's the one. Isn't that the guy from the Village People? No, it's it's Randy Jones. Oh, Ra the, yeah, Randy so, Jones. Okay. Yeah, close enough. He probably has enough sex. He probably started off a couple. Because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, the guy from the Village People is in porn. No, he probably. I'm sure he could have been. He's a very handsome man, Randy West. Randy Jones is a very, very in shape guy. I got my Randys mixed up. Yeah. So what? Randy West was in every porno. He had this thing called Randy's Up and Comers. It wasn't like it played out where it was some stupid plot line. Randy cut to the chase. He'd he'd like to find the next porn star, and that he'd bring some hot new chick in that would they would you know have monkey sex on the tape, and he'd sell them. But he broke the careers like Jenna Jameson. That was the first porno she did. And Tara Patrick. That's the first porno she did. So Randy. Because Jenna Jameson's gone such through such an evolution of plastic surgery. She looks fucking weird now, dude. Yeah, that I gotta say it. She just looks like I don't know. And she had such a beautiful face. Like, why did you do yeah, that? Yeah, it's all fucked up now. Yeah. So he didn't recognize her, and it was a whole big thing. And uh, I sent the interview to Page Six, and they actually ran the article. And then the other one was Mary Jo Butterfuko. Yeah, we had her come on. She was promoting her book, and she told I forget exactly what she said because I lost. She's pretty cool. She, she is, cool. but it's funny because Joey called in the last show we did. Joey. Oh, did he really? And he's still in denial. On this show? Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out. Yeah, of yeah. He really? called in, and he's still in denial of everything oh. that happened. Like he's still like, oh yeah, me and Mary Jo are friends. Oh Everything's really? Everything's good. This and that. Blah blah blah. And I sent the interview to Mary Jo, and she was like, he's fucking delusional. No, you gotta have her on. Yeah, yet. no, I said, would you come on? She said, absolutely fucking not. Really? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, no, she says, I we love had such you. a good time last time. She goes, I'm just done dealing with she's, that controversy. All right. Yeah, I, I get it. It's like beating a dead horse. She's been like, talking about it for God many, knows how many years. Yeah, how many times years. is this guy gonna just lie blatantly, you know, and she's gotta go and say her side of the story? Yeah, exactly. How many times you gotta defend yourself? Yeah, exactly. It's so, fucking, I, I get it. I yeah, understand. but she did reach out after because I sent her the video. I was like, you know, and yeah, we had the guy Bob Hellman on who's got this thing called Daily Deets, and he's he dated. Their daughter, so like he oh, was okay. like kind of in. So he friend with Joey, and he had Joey call in. Joey, listen, he's much like people I know, very close to me. He's a narcissistic sociopath. I met him out in California when uh, he used to work. He was a bouncer after this whole. Oh, at the Rainbow, over, right? At the Rainbow Bar and Grill, where Lemmy used yeah. to hang out all the time. And he was the upstairs bouncer. You had like the downstairs where you could eat, and there was a yeah. bar down there, and then you go up these stairs. 
and you had to pay like another five dollars to get into that upstairs part where the the vampire lair was. Where, yeah, you know, I love the rainbow. Yeah, and, and he was a bouncer there. He, he was just like a big, goofy buffoon looking. Yeah, motherfucker. no, he's got cinderbuck hands. I remember shaking his hand. It was like, yeah. it was like, oh my but, god. But you could you could tell he's kind of full of himself. He's oh, just yeah. kind of like, yeah. I'm but he, people like Joey Buttafuoco, dude, and you can't come in unless you give me five dollars. You know, yeah, he probably that, pocketed half of it anyway. Fucking Typical dick. Italian. So I'm on Mary Jo. I'm I'm fucking I'm on her oh, side. I I love Mary Jo to death. She's got such a, you know, she's got such a bad shake. I remember there was that horrible joke where it was like well, she's got a new job. She's giving head on the side. Oh, <laughs> dude, there's so many no, fucking. I know. I mean, she's heard it. I know. I think Jackie <coughs> Too soon? told her. No, Jackie told her that. Like it was. Can I tell we... a really fucked uh, fucked up thing I heard? Well, okay, <laughs> Maybe sure. it's too soon. Yeah, now. No, it's not. What? <laughs> this is what we do. This is bad though. This is bad. I, everybody's making memes now. You, you fucking see memes. Somebody sent me one that had like the Laverne and Shirley shirt. Yeah. And it was, they replaced um, Penny Marshall's head and it said the urn and Shirley. Oh, <laughs> and that's not too soon. And, Penny Marshall was a cunt. They replaced the head with the fucking urn. I'm like, the urn and Shirley. Oh. That's, that's fucking right. horrible. Yeah. Well, that, like, too soon? I'm like, nah. No. Nah, no, not, not really. I'm nah. going to tell you something. I worked with her on Riding in Cars with Boys. I did like two weeks of background work. Yeah, I was on that for yeah, a little while, too. she was a fucking too. evil bitch. See, I liked it. She was nice. I, I, I got I didn't along see with her. Being nice. I she worked shook with her. that five-year-old kid like he was... Uh, eh, he was a pain in the ass. No, but still, you He's don't shake asshole. a five. I almost like gave up my shit to that's go do that. That's the problem. People are not shaking little five-year-olds anymore. No, they're not. Getting away with whatever the fuck they want. I couldn't stand her. I thought smack in the ass. Nah, I got along. I worked with I worked with her on uh, a league of their own. Oh, okay, cool. I was I used to be the one that was in charge of like dragging around her monitor. Okay, that, you know she yeah. was watching the cameras on, and there was always her pack of Marlboros yeah, on top. Yeah, I used of to it. have a fanny pack, just dumped all. And I used, to steal, I used to steal the shit. I used to be like, oh, I grab mm. a Marlboro, and she'd look at me. She'd go, "You stealing my Marlboros again, kid?" Yeah, and then she'd yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. And we had a, we had a. Oh, I'm glad you did. I had a really horrible experience with her. Like, like it, it scarred me. Yeah. Okay. Like she was just so bad. She didn't care about the background. She like you know made us wait. So I just slept. Well, you also had Richie Richie Patrick as the first AD. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He was. Oh, yeah. Richie well, Panic. Oh, Richie Panic. Always like oh. on the verge of a fucking panic. He attack. ruined such a great moment for so many people. Richie Patrick was the first AD on, on Private Parts. No, 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 no. that's oh. Richie Graves. On Richie Graves. Riding okay. in cars with oh. boys. It was Richie Panic. Oh, okay. Well, so what were you going to say? Richie Graves was the first oh, AD okay. on, I know on story. private parts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was also a nervous Nelly. You know, he was very... Well, he didn't want to like, get in trouble because, you know, the city was, you know, you get you get a permit to do these certain things and yeah. he's basically in charge of the whole film set. So, you know, he can't I, upset, you know, but the it fucking was still, apple cart there. So it was the scene in Bryan Park where ACDC's playing and Howard's number one in New York. And it was a long setup because they had cameras on the roofs. They had cameras everywhere, so to get all those cameras all coordinated. Yeah, we had four thousand extras, yeah. or five thousand extras, and piled into the park. So it's ACDC. It was a beautiful day that day we shot. It's ACDC sitting on stage, and they're such good guys. And they see that there's a bunch of people out there, and they see how long it's taking. And they to got set their up. instruments in their hands, yeah, and so they're just ready to go, and they're waiting for the cue to fucking start filming and, yeah, and so, do their thing. So, and so, yeah. so in the in the 
in the interim, they decided, let's, I was on stage with them, and they go, uh, this is taking too long, let's give him a show, mate. Yeah, yeah they started they playing. Play. So they started playing songs, and the first D.D. Richie ran up and was like, stop it, guys, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And it was like, they were like, what? Yeah, like, you can't. Yeah. And it was like, they like, we just JCDC just let him play. You know? I, I know exactly. Was was the fucking city gonna be like? All right, shut it down. You can't you can't yeah. fucking film here anymore because ACDC started playing. Yeah, but and it's was... not on the permit. Get the fuck out of here. Let him play. Yeah, as far as and was... dude, he was like the the most hated person. Oh yeah, people like boo in the fucking okay. city at that moment. It's like five thousand, four or five thousand people just booing the fuck out of this guy. Yeah, that was fun for me. I know there's a picture out there because that day, because there were cameras were so far away up on the roofs and stuff. Usually, everybody knows where you see like they're about to take a scene and there's the clapper and they come and they go, okay, ready and action. They do the clapper. Well, that day, because some of the cameras are so far away, they made a giant clapper. So the other cameras could see that far away. And I got to, that was my job that day. I got to run out on stage in front of ECDC and do the clapper. Yeah, that's right. And then you, run back. You graduated from fucking the stupid idiot in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Ringing a bell and <laughs> turning on the light to yeah. the big clapper guy. So, okay, everybody, Joe, this is fun. Uh, just like old That's days. it? It's over? Well, it's over, yeah. Why? You got something else to say, motherfucker? I, I could just keep fucking going all day long. Yeah, really, all right. Well, you know what? Point, Let's but... do this again on Friday because I want to bring some other people in that I think would make an interesting show. I want to thank. Adam Tippin from the Cuddlist. Uh, he, if you want a professional cuddling service, yeah, he gave us a shirt. He gave and us he a gave nice us, shirt. A nice it was a little shirt. Uh, I'm sure Archie will appreciate the shirt. Find some cute girl that like uh, like to wear this. It's purple. It's definitely for the ladies. Should we put on our shirts and take a picture? Yeah, well, we'll do that at the end. We'll oh, send look, that it's out. A, it's a V-neck and it's a and V-neck because I that, that'll just show your hairy chest even more, Joe. Well, it's it's it's. I guess it's um, better to cuddle in a V-neck. Yeah, because I know this this. Uh, this small will look pretty interesting on my physique. <laughs> Is that a small? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's a small? Yeah. Dude, you got to try that shirt okay, on Okay, yeah, because this gotta shirt's going to cuddle wearing, with my stomach. Dude, I got to see you wearing a V-neck small shirt Yeah. Okay. that says Cuddlest on it in purple. Yeah, okay. I have to see okay. that. Okay. I'll show you. We'll take pictures. We'll put it up on- Will you really? Yeah, sure. Fat guy in a little, little shirt. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Adam Tippin from the Cuddlest. A very interesting yeah, interview cool with him dude. tonight. Our sponsors are- they're, they're, they're starting to come in. We got uh, Versteiner beer. Oh, I they're, like that fucking beer. What? Yeah. Versteiner beer? Yeah, Friday, I'll, ha- I'll, ha- I'll have them bring up some beer so really? we can actually have it on camera. Because this was just like, like a that. little fun thing that I wanted to do just to get out there and put out another show. Versteiner beer is amazing. They have a beer that's like 6.2% alcohol. It's a yeah, it's amber good beer. It's, it is good it's shit. It's so... They're so good to us, and that beer is like they they sponsored that big uh, hip hop show that we did uh, down with MC Search and all the old people that the 30th anniversary of Top Shelf Records, mm-hmm. and it was a party that Top they sponsored shelf. Top Shelf, very appropriate. <laughs> and they went down there and they sponsored it. And let me tell you something: they ran out of the beer because everybody was like just chugging it. It is a good fucking beer. I and they, they gave that. ten cases, and the ten cases went like, that. of course. And then Absolutely. we got the DCL group. That's my friend James. He's a lawyer, and his group is the type of he's the type of lawyer that if someone owes you money, if they gotta you gotta trace chase somebody down. The DCL group is the guys that are going to do it. They are pit bulls. They are relentless. Oh, so they'll kick your ass. Yeah, if you owe money, yeah. they'll fuck you up. Yeah. So the DCL group, you can check them out at DCLtestimonies.com. Old, Old school. And uh, maybe maybe the Cuddlest. Maybe I can get them to uh, be a sponsor. Why not? Yeah, well, maybe talk Atomic to Wings. Atomic Wings. There you that's go. another good idea. There's Atomic fucking, Wings. There's all kinds to- of opportunities. Atomic, here. To- Atomic Wings and Versteiner beer. That's a perfect combination. Two Dicks Touching. Two Dicks Touching. Dot that's, com. That's, that's- 
that's another controversy we're going to have to get back to. A never-ending controversy. <laughs> TwoDicksTouching.com. At TwoDicksTouching.com. <laughs> you can check out the answers. You can have your debates, blogs, whatever and, uh, you want to do. Yeah, and you got a great engineering team. I mean, yeah, those guys, the guys are the guys working in the fucking back, hard. Scott yeah. and Max. I was impressed. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Most professional place ever is Pro Media. It is. I walked in today and I saw you like behind this desk with these fucking microphones and cameras and all this shit. And if you want. I'm like, who the fuck set up all if, this shit? If there? you want to do That's a cool podcast, shit. you can contact Chad at Pro Media and you can talk about renting out the studio and doing it on your own. Because they are they offer the most professional services you could possibly get in the podcast world and also in the post-production world. So if you got a TV show you want to edit, you come to Pro Media. If you want to do a podcast, you come to Pro Media, you talk to Chad. I want to thank uh, My World Music, who provides the music for everything we do in here. Chris Munger, who's with My World, should have been here today, but he maybe he'll try to get him here on Friday. And uh, that's it. I want to thank Joe for coming in. And welcome, we're going to be back here on Friday doing another show, I hope. And we'll have this out tonight. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks a lot. Peace. <laughs>